Welcome to Whispering Loudly, the award-winning workshop whisperer podcast as featured by Apple with Rachel Evans, the number one automotive business coach in the aftermarket. Thanks to platinum sponsor Podium, titanium sponsor Mechanic Desk and diamond sponsor Ventivid. We're super excited to be joined by Jamie Virgin today from Tatiara Truck and Trailers, Border Town, South Australian, their engine room clients. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Hi, Jamie. No worries. Hi, Rachel. How are you going? Yeah, well, thank you. Very excited to have you on Whispering Loudly today. Uh, We wanted to make our Season 5 feature lots of uh, our engine room clients because I thought that with all of this COVID madness, one of the things that our Whispering Loudly listeners needed the most were great stories of great businesses in the aftermarket. I thought of you and uh, I'm thrilled that you're here. Oh, very good. No, glad to be here. Probably very new at this, so um, <laughs> I was a bit okay. apprehensive, but you know, I've, no. got to, I've got to throw my wings a little. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we jump straight in, Jamie, and uh, have you sure. tell us a little bit about the story of Tatiara Trucks and Trailers and you know how you came to be where you are today? So I'm actually the second generation. So my mum and dad founded the business. They started in 1983. So they started up from scratch. They originally started with a partner, but that kind of dissolved, I don't know, I think about four or five years after they started, mm-hmm. and then they just went out on their own. They kind of grew the business to its capacity in a facility they were, which was actually in the township of Watertown. So they were actually starting to be surrounded by residential area, mm-hmm. which obviously, as you can imagine, trucks go all day and all night. So. Yep. They were doing call-outs and stuff in the middle of the night, which obviously the, the residents were kicking up about a little. So 1997, they um, relocated out into the industrial estate, which was the new area, which they started. They were one of the first to build out here. So I started in the business about 12 months after shift. I completed year 12 at Bordertown High School, and then I went on and did a disassert in office admin through TAFE, which I actually worked at TAFE mm-hmm. because I wanted to go and work for someone else before I came and worked for my mum and dad. So I've been here now 21 years. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah, impressive. Yeah, I know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel quite old when I think that I've been here longer than some of our apprentices have been alive. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I feel like their mum now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I've got a brother, Dylan, who is also involved in the business. So he's four, oh, about four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So he started he started straight from school. And so about five years ago, we came into the business as shareholders. Yeah, so it took us all that time to, I guess we worked from the bottom up. That was Dad's kind of motto is, you know, you've got to earn your earn the respect of the other staff. So that's what we did. We started at the bottom and worked our way up. So that's where we are now. So we're all joint ownership with mum, my mum and dad, Dylan and myself. Okay. And is your dad as active in the business uh, today as he was uh, in previous years before you became shareholders? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. He's <laughs> the first one here and he's the last one to leave. Loves it. <laughs> He loves it, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and just for some yeah. context too for our uh, listeners who might not be sure where Bordertown is, it is on 
or close to the main highway that's going between Adelaide and, and Melbourne, yeah? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. we, we're on the main main thoroughfare from yeah, Adelaide, Melbourne, just right, like pretty much on the border of South Australia and Victoria. Yeah, so huge access for transport companies doing haulage and 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 whatnot. So massive, yeah, uh, massive uh, trucking business. So, what are some of the the greatest things about being an owner of this business, Jamie? I wonder sometimes, but <laughs> look, it is challenging, and you know it's exciting when you make changes and you know the, you see the results. Yeah. At the moment, we're actually undergoing a massive expansion on our office, their parts area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's all, all exciting. We are a family network and kind of that's where we want to stay at. We've yeah. got 50 on staff now. So I don't team. think we want to get much. Mm. Yeah, it is a big team, but it's not big that it's too corporate. Yes. So. We like to think that we have a really good relationship with our staff. We know their partners. We know their kids' names. We know birthdays and stuff like that. So we mm. just, yeah, it's a good family network and that's the way we want to keep it. Yeah. You know, it's a great opportunity to meet new people through our staff, obviously, but also our suppliers and the franchises that we have. You know, we have the opportunity to go to expos and meetings mm. and and so forth. So it's just a, a great networking tool. I was probably a very shy kind of person when I was younger and I guess it's really made helped me to build my confidence going into business and mm. you know, having to deal with a lot of a lot of stuff that I probably would have really shied away from. So and also probably flexibility to get where I have now and you know, I've got uh, two kids that are eleven and seven, so I'm able to have a good work-life balance yep. because I have trust in my staff here, particularly in the office, which is where I'm situated to handle things when I'm not here. So I have that flexibility to work school hours now. So I'm home. I go to work when the kids leave for school and then I'm home again when they get home. Um, I can be a, a mum and work, run a business at the same time. Yeah, the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, what have been some of the most difficult things then uh, about owning the business? I mean, staff are the greatest asset. Mm. They are. It it is. Uh, it's also challenging as well. And HR is a constant role. And up until this year, I was actually doing it myself. So it's a massive job. I'm, I've outsourced that now, which is great because you're you constantly seem to be looking after people, and you're also looking after their problems. Yep. Not always work issues, they're personal issues as well. So, yeah, staff, staff is really challenging. When you take risks, there's usually a cost involved. So when you're constantly expanding and being and being proactive, you know, you're constantly, you know, wanting to have the best equipment, the best tooling, the best facilities you can have for your staff and for your customers and offer that high-quality service. Yep. So, you know, cash flow tends to be tough because, I mean, it's not a massive, like this industry is not a massive money-making mm. industry. Uh, you can't, uh, the margins aren't always in that. But, yeah, if you want to be the best dealership in Australia, then you're going to have to fork out a bit of money. So, to make yeah, happen. cash flow is always tight. Yeah, that's yep. right. Take a smoke out and review us on your Apple Podcast app. 
or wherever you listen. We met about 12 months ago. And at that time, you saw a real need to dramatically overhaul your culture and the way you led your team. What has that involved in as far as that overhaul goes? What have you had to do? Oh, look, we, if you look back on the last 12 months since working with you, particularly, we've made massive changes and we had to. Like, we had a bit of culture kind of issues within our a workplace so mm. I mean communication was a was a big issue and we've done a lot of work around this so we are now doing weekly departmental meetings with our staff mm. so with office and the workshop which is good because it just allows us to kind of communicate communicate information back to our staff that's kind of face to face we have a, a couple of whiteboards out in our workshop now which one is used communication and notes and the other one is used for all of our bookings in. So we've got all of our, all of our workshop texts on the board and they're allocated jobs that way. So everyone kind of knows what everyone's doing yep. and they know what they're doing when they come to work. So that's updated before everyone sort of gets here. Before the COVID, uh, we were doing staff lunch barbecues mm-hmm. once a month. So that was just a, a really bonding kind of session where we sat around and ate lunch together. Just a very informal Sausage on the barbecue and a bit of bread and a bit of sauce, um, <laughs> so nothing flash. But yeah, yeah, it was it was a good way to get everyone together as a as a group. We've done a book study together mm-hmm. with a group of staff on the book called Zappos. Yes, about their culture, which was real. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was really good, and we're, we're still actually getting through it at the moment, but we are learning heaps from it, which is great. Fantastic. We've also, we've always had an emphasis on staff training, but we are actually really focused on a course, uh, which is Certificate 3 in Business, Mm -hmm. which we're putting through a few members of staff each time that comes available. So um, we've got about a group of 10 now that have gone through the training, as have I. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's really got people on the same page and really getting some great results out of that. Um, so you have a real learning pathway inside. Yeah, the yeah. I mean, yeah. we that, that's still a work in progress, but we've got our HR girl doing a bit of work around that at the moment because we've had a bit of a turnover in staff, so mm-hmm. we've had to kind of get back to revisiting our kind of gap analysis and mm-hmm. working out where our gaps are and where we need to where we need to do our training and and so forth. So yeah, that's obviously. A figure at the moment. We have got a new HR system, which is called Employment Heroes. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a, it's a centralised system that has all of our staff on it. It has all their details. It has the ability to they can apply for leave through it, and so you know, cutting out all of that paperwork. Mm-hmm. You can also communicate with them through there. We have our core values through there so they can see them. We have goal setting, um, which is done through there. Lots of stuff. So all their licenses, all their certificates for training and so forth is all in one centralised system, which is working really well. Wow. So for us, lots of key structural pieces that have really made a big difference 
in the yeah, last 12 months. Sure. Yeah. That, that is amazing. Join our free Facebook group, Your Profitable Auto Repair Shop, and join in on the conversation with auto repair shop owners just like you globally. So given that you've been with the business 21 years, mum and dad opened it back in 83. So, you know, we've got a long yeah. history. From what you've learnt, what's the number one thing that you'd pass on to our listeners when it comes to growing their business? This is tricky because I've actually got a, quite a few. But <laughs> if I, I don't know, if I was trying to, if, it, if it's probably from my point of view, my number one thing, if you're going to be a manager and a leader for your staff, is to really invest time in personal development training. Mm. I just think that is so important. It's important to kind of keep you in the game. You keep that constant communication. Communication is key. So keeping that going within your staff, but also good for your own mental health. I think that's really important. If you've got good mental health, then you can... You can tackle, tackle anything. So much. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I guess that's probably not what some people would say, but I, I, that's, that's I'm, I'm my with number you. one. Yeah, I'm with you. Growth and personal development, my number one as well. And uh, I've, yeah. you know, it's transformed me. It's transformed my business. So I'm, uh, I'm 100% behind you there with that being your number one. So that is yeah. fantastic. And if there was one more thing, Jamie, that you wanted to pass on? make sure you have a good cash reserve, make sure you're doing budgets, you're doing constant reporting and monitoring of your, your business finances. Just making sure you have your finger on the pulse, I think is a really important Brilliant. as a business owner. I yeah. too am all for the war chest. It's hard to grow <laughs> when, uh, when you don't have any money. So fantastic. That's right. All right. So, Jamie, fantastic insights there and fantastic advice that you've passed on. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and share with with me and our listeners of Whispering Loudly. You're welcome. It was great. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks for the opportunity. You're so welcome and thanks for being wonderful members of the Engine Room. And if you would like a question answered by me on Whispering Loudly that is anything to do with your auto repair shop, please send us a quick email to admin at workshopwhisperer.com with the subject line Workshop Whispers and we'll answer your question on one of our upcoming episodes. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to Tune Up Your Auto Repair Shop with Whispering Loudly, the Workshop Whisperer podcast. Want to find out how the Workshop Whisperer team can put your auto repair shop on the path to business success? Head to www.workshopwhisperer.com slash whisperingloudly to claim your free workshop success session with the team.